Nobodies. My name is Zach, and this is Dylan. Hello. And once again, we this is a talking upstream. Uh, talking upstream is a show where Dylan and I. What we do is we come together and try to, with this clean whiteboard, uh, try to teach people how to take. <laughs> okay. Oh, I forgot about that it's spot. A chip yeah. <laughs> uh, but really, to try to teach people how to take a, an idea and work it through all the way down to something that can be a pitchable idea or just something you can continue to work on. Yeah. Talking upstream is a 90 minute writer's room where Zach and I bring an idea to the table. We discuss that idea, spin it out. And hopefully as Zach said, develop into something that we can make more later. Yeah. Yeah. I'm liking this. Yeah. It's, it's working out pretty it's good. Going pretty well. Yeah. yeah I we like got it. some good stuff out of this. Yeah, How are you we, feeling Zach? I'm feeling really good today. Yeah. Yeah. Good. How about you? I am exhausted exhausted we've been doing a lot and so far tubi has not picked us up for any sort of series oh, you're you're after tubi now but that's what we're here to fix yeah all right tubi not quibi you're, you're giving up on quibi they haven't called me yet that's true yeah all right well get on it guys i keep sliding into those dms and just do not they just rebuff me at every chance so yeah uh that's zach true. and i are trying to get onto a streaming service we're trying to sell stuff because we like to write stuff and we like to make things that's so true. this is our attempt to show that we consistently do this week after week for yeah. 90 minutes at a time and yeah. talking upstream because we were trying to talk our way up to a streaming service like a Hulu or uh Tubi or uh, maybe we'll just start putting stuff on Vera. Who really knows? Yeah, uh, but either way, if you tuned in last week, we went over a couple different story ideas. And I think the one that we stuck with was what we ended up calling Black, which was about a very boring manslaughter and how that very boring man kind of deals with the fact that he killed somebody. And then uh it really went for a weird twist it, it worked out pretty well yeah. it got a nice little like not even a crime thriller just a little little low down suburban suspense thrill yeah thriller. i really like it um and because dylan is the scriptwriter of the group here he this week he went through and uh oh dylan somebody likes your shirt mr jimmy Eden. oh well, yes <laughs> and uh so we don't have any guests on today <clears throat> this is a two-person script because the story that we kind of wrote out really doesn't have a lot of talking uh it turns out it was a lot of him dealing yeah. with things and uh this person who we named ethan and how he goes through this the trials of you know it's definitely a confrontation scene this yeah. is kind of a pivotal point in the in what we're planning on being a movie at some point yeah do you want to set the scene up yeah so at this point in the film, the main character, Ethan Black, has, for his birthday, attempted to go hunting for the first time, in which he accidentally, in the pursuit of chasing a deer, kills a man by shooting him in the neck with a crossbow. It's unfortunate. He sees that the man soon receives a phone call. He has a family. So at that point, he is feeling bad, but he doesn't go to the police. Instead, what he does, he starts leaving envelopes of cash at the uh, man's widow's address, and at this point in the movie, the guilt has started to consume him, and he is going to her residence to confess. Uh, he is going to her residence because he doesn't want to confess to the police, but he's got to get it off his chest. And he doesn't think things through very well. Um, so Zach will be reading the part of Ethan Black. I will be reading the part of Natasha. What did I give her the last Brooke. name of? 
Natasha Brooke, yep. and I'll also be reading the stage directions. So without further ado, here's a scene from Black. Mm, our first thriller. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Fade in. Interior or exterior, street, day, tracking. So this is going to follow him as he gets out of his car. Ethan parks his car outside a suburban home, number 351. The street is cozy and bland. He opens his flip phone, and we see his recent call log. Mom, five days ago. Work, seven days ago. He sighs and replaces his phone. He unbuckles his seatbelt and exits the car, crosses the street, and rings 351's doorbell. Exterior porch, day. Ethan waits as the doorbell chimes. He nervously looks down the street in either direction. We hear footsteps. Natasha, 32, opens the door. She's haggard, but obviously takes care of herself. She scrutinizes Ethan with a touch of suspicion. She holds a steaming mug in her left hand. Her right hand remains out of sight behind the door. Can I help you? Natasha Brooke? Who are you? Uh, my, my name is Ethan Black. Natasha narrows her eyes. After a moment of shared silence, she moves to close the door. I'm the one who killed your husband. Natasha looks at Ethan as the silence stretches. It gets uncomfortable. It, it was an accident. I was aiming at a deer, and I didn't know that he was uh, in the bushes. St stop. And I... What? Come in. Natasha steps aside and gestures Ethan to enter her house. After a moment of confusion, he does. Interior. Foyer. Dining room's the second door on the right. Go have a seat. Natasha shuts the door and doesn't wait for Ethan before she moves towards the dining room. She holds a pistol in her right hand. Natasha, off screen. You want something to drink? Coffee's still hot. Um. Ethan looks around the foyer. Framed pictures of Natasha and a man are hung on the wall. A small pile of untouched envelopes is scattered on the table. Coffee uh, would be nice. Interior, dining room. Ethan <clears throat> enters a well-appointed dining room. Natasha moves around the counter and sets a mug of coffee on a coaster at the table. She sits at the head of the table, the pistol within arm's reach. You, you, should, sh you should sit. I, you know, I don't think that was really a good idea. You, you should sit. Ethan sits. He eyes the coffee but does not drink it. He eyes the pistol. Do you really think you need that? Natasha eyes the pistol. As the newly widowed mother of a newborn, yes. But to be honest, I thought this kind of thing would be a little more... Well, I thought you might be a little more... More what? The silence stretches out until it is uncomfortable. Uh, this is a nice house. James was a banker. He was smart with money. Oh. So why are you really here? What do you mean? I mean, I don't think most people expect the murderer to come to the victim's wife to confess. I just couldn't hold it in anymore. So why come to me and not the police? Ethan shrugs. Oh. You said you thought he was a deer? Yeah, I was hunting on my birthday out in the woods. And I finally caught sight of the deer, and I've been tracking it. And I took a shot. And when I went to see where I'd hit, there he was. <laughs> James always used to joke about how he'd be the one to die first. He liked his thrills. You know he went skydiving a week after Kelly was born? Ethan is unsure how to respond. Hmm. Honestly, I... I thought this would be a little more ups I thought you'd be a little more upset about this. I mean, I'm not thrilled about being widowed, but all things considered. I'm sorry if he was a bad man. He wasn't. No, James is was a great husband. Everybody loved him. Natasha looks at a framed photo of she and James. Her and James. Anyway, 
sometimes you can be carrying a weight around for so long you don't even notice it anymore. And without it there, you're danger floating off. Natasha eyes the pistol. And, you know, it's been a week or so now, and the police are no closer to where they were finding the, I guess, finding you. And the only people I've seen in that time are the, the baby and the people who want to do nothing but grieve. I'm sorry. I'm so tired of it. With all these weird notes and these envelopes of cash, and her eyes widen. Wait, has that been you leaving all this stuff outside my house? It's... Yes. I just felt bad, and it seemed like the only thing to do. You looked so upset at the funeral, and everyone was trying to comfort you. But at the funeral? Were you at the funeral? Uh... Natasha looks at Ethan as if she has seen him for the first time. You're kind of effed up, aren't you? What? You kill my husband... You stalk me at my house, you leave me threatening notes. Threatening? And then you go to my husband's funeral and come to my house to confess to me personally? What the, what the heck is this? Hey, I'm just trying to make up for what happened. I didn't mean anything. I, oh, I didn't mean anything by it. That's rich. You murdered my husband, you leave me alone with this gosh darn baby. Now what? You think a little petty cash is going to make up for it? Hey, it's just what I could get together. And if you don't want it, you can give it back. I need that money. Jeez, you're pathetic. Listen. Natasha picks up the pistol and points it at Ethan from across the table. Ethan freezes. Hey, wait, wait. No, you wait. You're lucky I didn't call the police the minute we sat down. Now. Wait just a minute. I think this is a little bit of an overreaction. We're going to overreaction. What the F are you effing talking about? You murdered my husband, you piece of crap. And now you come to my house and tell me I'm overreacting? You know, I thought I'd come and do the right thing, but you don't want to talk. And I'm just going to leave. Ethan stands to leave. Natasha cocks the pistol. Sit the F down, Ethan. Ethan sits. Ethan Black, murderer. Not a bad headline. Just, just wait a minute. I really don't feel like waiting, Ethan Black. I waited for a week for the police to do F all, and now you knock on my door like a Girl Scout selling cookies. I just thought I'd try to do the right thing. Yeah, you said that already. The right thing would have been to go to the police. The right thing would have been not to have shot James. Listen, you're pathetic. Here's what we're going to. Here's what's going to happen. What's gonna happen? Yeah, what's gonna happen? Or else I call up the freaking police and they come find you, Ethan Black. Nice job telling me your full name, by the way. I can see why you thought it would be a good idea to come tell me what you what you did in the bright, gosh darn daylight. Now, here's what's gonna happen. Fade out. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. And then it would transition into her describing that she expects him to steal money for her. And again, yeah. continue doing that. And then that yeah. would go into another creepier montage. Yeah. 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 I'm really liking that story. Good yeah. good job. Well, thank you. Yeah, it was a fun it was a fun scene. It kind of I felt it. Yeah. What yeah. was it like writing a script for like more of a thriller? Yes. No, yeah. what what was it like? Oh, was, what was it like? Yeah. Um I, I had to find the drive really. I had to make sure the lines of dialogue there weren't there weren't any there was no nicety yeah. in it. It was everybody's driving towards a point and eventually Ethan has to try and get out of it. Yeah, because so far, you know, of our last four, this is our fifth episode now. This is, uh, yeah. So our fourth, our four episodes were on the comedic end mm -hmm. of it, which is a little bit easier to write, maybe? Yeah. I'm not really sure. Um, I, I tend to veer a little comedic, and there's a little bit of dry humor in that script yeah. as well. So I had to make sure I wasn't going too goofy on it. Yeah. Yeah, but it's a nice change of pace. It's yeah, nice to job. pick up a different project every once in a while. Yeah, I like that. That's black. So if you guys yeah. want to see how that's going, you can always go to somenobodies.com to see the progression of things. You can check us out on Instagram or anywhere else and see how things are developing and what we're doing with each project. <clears throat> the majority of these projects we're actually trying to develop into something. something. Um, so if you keep following us on everywhere, you can see how that works. Um, All right. 
So the way the show works is we do our script from last week, and then we bring two ideas to the table, and then somehow we decide on which one to develop. And I guess that's this part of the show. That's it. So yeah. what do you bring in this week? I'm going to repeat what I brought last week. <clears throat> which was what? Uh, it was the ghosts. Oh, trying the ghosts. To, I, I went back to ghosts last week, um, and I might have a ghost idea later on a, a future episode. I've got something that's kind of rattling around. Yeah. Um, so I wanted to go back to that. Um, they are... It's about ghosts trying to retake their life by, like, the best way I could figure to, like, phrase it is to be there at the moment like a baby is born oh, or like, conceived. Oh, to reincarnate, yes. they would need to be there yeah. at the moment of conception. Yeah. Oh, that's kind of creepy. It, 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 it has aspects of, like, creepiness, but then there's also, you could do the mortal romance and that sort of thing. There's room to work in there. Yeah. All right, reincarnation. Okay, um, I had this really weird idea this week, and I wanted to. Uh, I was going to save it. You Go know. for it. Um, and I was kind of working with some other superhero ideas, and I know that we already did that thing, so I was mm -hmm. trying to push it out. And I was thinking of other things that were similar, and I kind of came up with. I don't know if you know this, but my partner Suzanne, she is very. Uh, allergic to most sure. things, you know, coconut mushrooms. Mm -hmm. um, and I started going down this thought process of allergies. And I was thinking that if somebody had a reaction to something that would cause a rash, and for some reason that rash wrote out a word in Braille. Like, let, okay. like let's just say that it was like a warning of something. I don't know how okay. you find that out, but I, I was thinking like once I started looking at rashes and I was yeah. doing some weird research on rashes, which sure. is gross. Uh, we, we've all been there. <laughs> um, I was looking, I was like, these could be like constellations or something. So yeah, yeah rash right. turns to Braille. Uh, that's kind of what I was thinking. Okay. Yeah. Um, how, do you feel? Uh, how do you feel about that? I think there's a lot of potential on that, actually. Rash equals Braille. Oh, gosh. Hey, you did it. <laughs> it's French. I don't yeah. know. Reincarnation and Braille. Re and oh my god! How do you say it earlier? Because I, don't know, I, I, I thought I might let this one slip. It's because I called you out for that that thing over our other podcast. Probably. Yeah. Uh, all right. Cool. Okay. Got so ideas. let's see. Ghost reincarnation and rash equals Braille. Now, I'm a I'm a big fan of, of ghost stuff. Um, I'm kind of leaning towards rash equals Braille. Honestly, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. It, it feels like there's sure. Okay. If, you're cool, if you're cool with that, like Rash I, 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 I don't have much beyond like it's ghosts like hanging out. Yeah. Well, I'm going to think on this. The ghosts I, are going to be creeps. I think I, I don't, I don't know how to phrase it without it being creepy. I, I almost want to go down, but let, yeah. right, let, let, let's work into Rash Eagles Braille. Cause that okay. is kind of interesting. Okay. And you, I think you won last week. Oh no, I won last week. You too. won last week. Two weeks in a row. Here we All go. right. I'll All take right. It. So rash equals if braille. You're cool with this. <laughs> yeah, I'm cool with that. Right. I, I don't have much other than the fact I was like, oh, I wonder if a rash could be. Is there a useful way to use allergies? I think that's where sure. I was naturally yeah. going. Okay. Um, okay. So we're going to start developing this thing. And once again, the reason this show exists is a lot of people come to us and they say, how do you guys go up with these really weird ideas? And we wanted to help people, uh, not really teach people how to do things, but just maybe show them a way that we do our process. So Dylan and I, we get together once or twice a week before our recording of any of the 19 podcasts that we do constantly. Keep adding um, them. 
Um, and we actually sit down and we try to develop things to see because we do have a bunch of voice actors that you know we want to give work to. We want to make sure we're developing more mm -hmm. projects. So, and this is how this works. This is just an example of how this can go out. This is what works with Zach and I. You and whoever you might be working with might have a different process, but we found that this is actually really easy to translate onto a 90-minute streaming service. And so far, it's been something that we've been able to expand on outside of this show. So yeah. this is just like an example of like what we talk through on a condensed kind of abridged thing. Yeah. None of none of the shared writing space we have is up here. None of the Google Docs we share are up here. None of the weeks long brainstorming is up here. Right. This is us sprinting towards something that we can maybe marathon out a little later. Yeah. And this once again, this method works for us. I am a comedian by trade. Mm -hmm. I am an improv. Uh, person. So I'm a spitballer. Dylan, on their hand, is, you know, he's trained. In I'm, I'm trained and educated in storytelling and what makes stories work. So it's a good way for us. To, like, we, we reflect on each other very well. Yeah. So we want to just kind of break down why we're doing the show and what mm -hmm. we're doing. So hopefully this does help. And this helps us create things which you're about to see. So we have no idea what we're doing with this rash nah. stops braille thing. And we're going to work it out. Yeah. Um, okay. So I see this as being obviously a visual medium. I think so. I think you would need to see it to understand. There's, there's some really fun makeup you can do if yeah. you want to get a little like Verhoeven style, little Ooh, cool. little kind of gross maybe yeah. if you want. Yeah. Uh, I think it could work as a medium, as an audio thing, but it would lose something in the translation. Yeah, I think I think the 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 design of this and to see it and you know, all mm -hmm. that stuff, you would need to be visual. So we're gonna go visual. Yeah. Of some sort. Of some sort. Now, all do you right. think this needs to be like? A movie, a, a show. Well, we'll get to that later. We'll get to that later. Okay. So, other than the rash being braille, yeah. What What do you <laughs> see? What, what What are some things you would like to discuss during this? Um. Let's see. I'm seeing. Well, we also have to. We have to show a reveal. There needs to be a reveal. Yeah. Which, if it's a rash, it could be visual, where it's like, oh, that's what's on your arm. But I think it makes more sense if it's like someone. I don't know, they grab him by the arm or something, and maybe the character that grabs him is blind, and yeah. they're like, you get, what, did you get dermals or something? Like, yeah. What's on your arm? What does it say? Well, what does it say? Well, it says, like, uh, fire. It says fire in... Or you know, bomb. And then, like, immediately actually, later, it's like a bomb. Actually, that's not bad. It says bomb and maybe, like, a timestamp. Oh, cool. All right, so we already have two characters now. Sure, okay. So we have CP1, which is the rash. Yeah, L. Short for allergies. All right. Love Albert. No, I don't know. <laughs> or Rash. I like, I like Al. Played by Jim Rash. Al is uh, gender neutral also. Yeah. So oh, yeah. I'm cool with all that. We haven't admitted, I don't think we've done a female. Like, well, no, we did for Meaner Kind of Magic. Yes. Still, let's, yeah. yeah. Sure. I'm cool with that. Make her Al. All right. And then we also have CP2, which is going to be. Now, I like, I like them reading Braille. Yeah. Um, and I also like. It being like a blind character, I think that's yeah. fine. Yeah. So we just know that this is a just a blind character sure. so far, and Let's this see. could also be a girl. Yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, let do it. So, uh, Alan, who? Betty. Okay. You had that one ready. Well, because Betty, when you call me, you can call me Al. <laughs> yeah. Cool. You know I mean? Perfect. You're a Chevy Chase fan. Uh, he's fine. I've never been to New York. <laughs> Washington. I don't know what don't you're know. talking about. Chevy Chase, the district, I think it's in Washington, D.C. Oh, no, that's a car. Mm. No, it's in Maryland, Chevy I'm Chase. I'm pretty sure that's Chevrolet. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Anyway. 
Okay, so we have two characters. Okay. We have Blind Betty and Allergic Al. It's working so far. Hey, it's minor superhero stuff. It's it's, it's alliteration. It's telling it's yeah, telling a story. Itself. It is. Okay, so we know that the beginning of the story is gonna be the um, the reveal of the yeah. rash. Yeah, yeah, I think so. So we're just gonna say rash reveal. We'll, right have, here. we'll have a we'll have a short day in the life section where it's like, who are these people? What are they up to? And then at some point, Betty grabs Al by the arm or something's like, yeah. And we have that little scene. Yeah. Cool. Um, we could also put in how the rash develops, yeah. which could be the start of it. Yeah. Like, say it's like a, a food thing. Like, yeah. Ugh. Like, hey, do you have an EpiPen? Like, no. They're in the they're in the food court. And then say Betty's just like she has another kung pao chicken has peanuts in it. Who no one does. No. <laughs> and she's patting Al on the back, and she's like, "Hey, what's this braille back here? You get a, yeah. You know, and it's like, yeah. Whoa, no, that's what braille. That's a rash. Yeah, no, I, I eat peanuts. It's like no, this is obviously braille. It says bomb threat. Immediately she says that bells ring. Okay. And then it's ex so high school. Yeah. Or yeah, let's we our, Are we doing our high school? We can do high school or college. Younger. I say younger. College. Give them a reason to hang out socially. Yeah, they're in a library. Adults don't hang out. They don't. No, all we do is work and oh. then go to bed. Yeah, and have TV shows sometimes. And this is work. This is. It's <laughs> 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 unpaid labor. No. That's true. I'm happy to be here. I really am. Okay, so <laughs> we're gonna say roughly that they're college. Yeah, I think right? college. College kids, right? Uh, so college. Cool. Are they? Oh, okay. So it's against their school then, or yeah, they, or are they in a mall? Well, I think anywhere that a bomb threat would be announced quickly, yeah. and be like a big deal. So either student school, union. Uh, what's that? Is it a bar? No, the student union of a college. Oh, it's the central building where like all the administrative stuff is. Sometimes a food court. I know you like to brag that you went to college, and I, I guess didn't. I keep forgetting. Yeah, well, you're just so well spoken. <laughs> Trade. <laughs> um, so I think a, a mall makes sense too. Mall makes sense. I do like mall stuff. Yeah. All right. So let's set this in a mall. Okay. Because we haven't done that. Before. We're 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 okay. We're focusing. I'm just thinking. I'm just thinking ahead towards like full form, uh, full format. This feels like a short, almost like a short film. Yeah. Not like a full length, like hour and a half feature. No. More like a forty-five minute, maybe an episode of like. An anthology show, or like a half an hour, <clears throat> half an hour even. Yeah. Although I don't really know where the story's going. No, yet. It, we need a resolution, but this is a really good inciting incident. Um, I so stick with me a little bit. She has an allergic reaction. She has a rash that is an immediate that is a forewarning of an immediate disaster or threat. Is it them then inducing her allergic reactions to save people, and we get kind of like a. Did you ever see Knowing with Nicolas Cage? Oh, of course. Yeah. It's kind of like that where it's like something bad's happening. If that happening. question ends with, you know, with Nicolas Cage, the answer is yes. All right. I have. All right. That's fair. <laughs> um, I, that's, that's, that's what I'm seeing the No, I, I, I like it a lot. I was trying to stay away from yeah. superpower. Right. But I guess this is also maybe. This could just be an unexplained. Supernatural or just unexplained weirdness. phenomenon. I kind of like that it's just like. Well, what were you born in like the full moon? I was no, I was born in like, March 40th. I was born in March, March 40th, March 40th, May 10th, past? April 10th. Man, I am what are you doing? I'm exhausted because okay. Tubi hasn't called us yet. You're, you're waiting up all night. I am, I don't know why. I am. You should just set your phone to sound and fall asleep. Anyway, so we have an allergy reaction, we have a uh, bomb threat. Yeah, 
Do we want to start with them stopping a bomb threat? Because that feels like pretty high stakes off the bat. I don't I think, like. I like the immediacy of it. I don't think they should stop it at all. I think oh, this should be like a. It? It's like it's this happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, Betty reads it, rant, 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 and they leave. And they go. Yeah. That's kind of weird, that's right? Weird. And I think that's where it starts. Like, okay. so then maybe Betty's hanging out with Al more often. Yeah. Like, Constantly just like, do you have any more rashes? <laughs> have you been eating peanuts? Right. So then we can also put in like somewhere like in these midsections another inciting incident because you need yeah. the so the one is like the question mark where it's like there's no way this is real, right? And then, then you're something that confirms it. Yep. And then you have the second one where it's like, okay, this is probably real. Yeah. And then you have the third one which is like, this is real. Let's handle this. Yeah. And yeah. Then, then you have the end. So I like learning about the bomb threat and not going yeah. anything. Now we also need to give them a world to live in. Yeah. And also give them some characteristics. I guess. They gotta be humans. I guess. Yeah. I know you don't like doing I'm that. only here for the spectacle. <laughs> give me spect- shallow, flashy yeah. spectacle all day. Or robots. Or robots. Let's make them robot. She's an allergic robot. Let's make the mole a robot. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> uh, okay. Let's see, where are we gonna set this? Well, I, okay. Oh, where in the world? I mean, we need a setting. It, yeah. it, it would inform a little bit on the characters. It would inform a little bit on their college. Well, let, let's do that here. Denver? So Colorado. Sure. Yeah. Or Boulder. Right. Boulder. Boulder, Colorado. Even cl- Boulder. Does Boulder have a mall? Well, there's that. Well, there's... Oh, we have Flatiron Mall. I guess there's no mall here. Not all in right, Boulder. Denver. Yeah, all right, Denver. Yeah, Den- Denver's got a like... whole bunch of public spaces. Yeah, I like Denver. Well, I mean, I, it's fine. I don't like Denver. I like Denver. For I go. Story. I go into Denver like once a month to buy like comics at Mile High Comics. Yeah, they're good. They're fine. It's a big store though. It's huge. It's too down the street from them. Anyway, so we have a Denver mall. We have the allergy reaction to a bomb threat, right. which lets off to these two knowing mm-hmm. that there's something going yeah, on. It lets them go into the mountains if we want some wilderness disasters. Like they sense like a hut. If they go skiing, there's an avalanche maybe. Oh, I'm just throwing ideas out. Yeah, we would need two more inciting incidences. Yeah. Probably one more that's like kind of a question, but we also still need. Like... What if? What if it's less? So hang with me on this. What if we end it really dark, where they get an allergic reaction is just like buried, and then they get covered, in, and then an avalanche happens at the end, and we just end oh. on it cutting to black during an avalanche. We definitely haven't done one of those. We haven't, and it would be that would be grim. Yeah. And if this is going to be a short, we can do that. Sure. Without feeling we like we, we didn't waste anybody's time. Not, um, not that ending on a dark tone is wasting anybody's time. No. But the biggest complaint about dark endings, such as uh, spo- spoilers, Rogue One is the one I can remember mostly. That was a good movie. It, yeah. Everybody dies at the end. And people good were complaining movie. that it felt like a waste of time because how can I get attached to these characters if I know they're going to die? The only movies, Which is wrong. <laughs> the only movies I find are waste time or the ones where at the end they're like, I just woke up. Yes. That's not real. No, we're never going to do a straight-up dream reset. The unreliable narrator is one of the most annoying storytelling techniques. If done well, and I point, I hold up Memento as the example of a very well-done unreliable narrator, because he's being lied to the entire time, and That's therefore true. he's lying to us, but he doesn't know it. Yeah, but not many of us can pull off a Chris Nolan No, movie. we can't. Well, it was written by Jonathan Nolan, but that's okay. It's a Chris Nolan movie. I know. It's <laughs> whatever. <laughs> Okay, so so, so oh, this end, is gonna end. end it. End it on an avalanche, burying them. Sure. I don't know why a blind girl is going skiing, but maybe she's in the lodge. Well, we can think of something. Else. We can think of something. This is crossbones. Yeah. All right. All right. Cool. So now we now we have a very bleak ending. And cool. we're going to two in a row. I we're going to need two more. Bleak. 
I'm okay with it. I like I, I like, like I like this for the end. Yeah, I like I like this. I like this whole thing wrapped up in like 30 yeah. minutes, yeah. a tight little quick thing where I like those movies <clears throat> not now I'm gonna say this. I don't like Groundhog's Day. Yeah, I know. But I like movies that you don't need to know why things happen. Something happened and he deals with it. Yeah, it, just, yeah. it, it has already happened. Yeah. Whatever. Don't go into it. Speaking of Groundhog's Day, I'm going to do an intro because it's about half an hour in. Oh, okay. Hi. If you're just tuning in, and if you're not just tuning in, give us a second so we can fill everybody in. This is Talking Upstream. My name is Dylan. This is Zach. We are some nobodies. And this is our 90-minute writer's room in which we bring two competing ideas to the table. We use this whiteboard and our own creative batteries to fuel what will ideally be some content that we produce down the road. This is all for us getting a footing on ideas that we have. It is a showcase of how we can get an idea from like a single line to ideally, in this case, a 30 to 40 minute short film. Yeah. And if you haven't been watching so far, what we decided to do was go down the idea of what if a rash brought up um, a bit of like a message uh, in Braille. So we have a couple characters so far. We have CP1, which now has a name of Al, and we have uh, Betty, who's our CP2, and this is the blind person who, you know, discovers that this is actually Braille. We set this place in Denver Mall just because we needed a location. We do know, like Dylan said, this is going to be like a half an hour, quick little thing, and it's going to end in a very dark way. So let's see where else this goes. We're, we're still going to need two to three more yeah. incidences. Do we want them to have a third character they rope into this? Do we want to be a little bit, not a gang, but like a little, like, little... A troop? A troop. I don't know if we need it just yet. I don't know I don't, either. I don't know the story that we're doing. I think yeah. they should just be living some kind of normal life. Sure. Uh, they're just going to college. Maybe, maybe we set this during the pandemic. Sure. We haven't done no. something like that. No. So they're just two How friends. How many people are yet? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which so is fair. They're just two friends that yeah. are going to see you. Are they remote? Are they doing it remote? They live here. I, but are they, is campus shut down? Uh, in real life? In this, no, in the reality of this film. They're doing online classes. Okay. But okay. they're roommates. Yeah. They're sure. roommates. Yeah. Friends and roommates. Actually, yeah, that works. That makes more sense than they're yeah. quarantined together. So roommates... Gives them, it, we could have some really fun bonding scenes where they're yeah. just like, you know. So we got to give them a couple scenes where they're yeah. doing nothing related to the story. Obviously, sure. that's very important. Um, we're going to say Al and Betty, uh, this will be their their second year in college. They did freshman year. No. Now they're in their senior okay. year. Hello, Mark. Mark just commented, hello from Dunham. Durham? Durham. Ends Durham. 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 Yeah. It's small font on my computer. That's my excuse. That's where the bulls are from. Anyway. Yes. <laughs> They're not seniors. They're sophomores. They're sophomores? Okay. I like that. Sure. Because they've already had a year of like the college yeah. experience. They and now they're, they're really doing. getting into the and now they're doing it. it. Now it's pandemic time. Sure. So pandemic. But would they be at the mall then? No. 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 What's I... open that has... Maybe it can't be in the pandemic. Nah, I don't think this one. We can do one later that's yeah. set in more modern time, but I think this one, I think, I think we just set this Just because like we, they, the we, golden age of 2015. Yeah. I think, it, unless we think of a better reveal, uh, an initial reveal, but I, I yeah. do like, I do like a quick reaction to what's yeah. this? Rah, rah, rah. Yeah. So not during the pandemic, still sophomores in college. Yeah. Um, still at the Denver mall. So this is initially in the mall. Bomb threat. So I'm I'm seeing 
They have the bomb threat reaction. I figure, do they initially react like, oh, that was weird. Let's yeah. not let's not wonder if this is part of a pattern or is reproducible. Or do they immediately go to testing it where they, they rub a peanut under her nose and they're like, do you feel anything? And we have like a comedic montage of her. Yeah, we can definitely have a forcing an allergy montage. Yeah. I don't know if it needs to be after this one. I or think it makes more one. sense to be after this one. Okay. So this can be the allergy montage. Yeah. It's going to be the name of my uh, pop punk band. Allergy montage is actually a really good band name. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> okay, allergy montage is here. So that we need a second inciting incident. Uh, they're, sh they're here? Is the show tonight? Yeah, it's it's on the it's streaming though, so yeah. you can you'll catch it later. Um, what do you think should be a second inciting incident? Slash, what do you think should be this the other story? Let's say the B story. Yeah, sure. Of what they're just living. What if? Well, so we have a really high stakes threat at the start, which is fine. Like bomb threat is relatively high. Usually, you see like that sort of thing, save for like the end of Die Hard Four. Three with Sam Jackson. Yeah. Um, the end? No. It's kind of the whole thing. Yeah. Okay. There we go. Yeah. But the Lot stakes never lower. What's Die Hard? Yeah. You can't go backwards. No, you can't. <laughs> Once you start, you got to keep dying hard. So let's see. Well, so immediately after that, what do they do? Immediately after they're at the mall. And see, that's why I think we should give them a B storyline. Yeah. So we'll say the A storyline is the allergy reaction, but I think the B storyline should be the one that they fall right back into immediately. And then the B storyline takes them until this. The spring fling is going on. The spring fling? I don't know. No. The enchantment under this under the sea dance. I think that's been done. I'm not hundred percent. Just made that up myself. Enchantment on the sea? I'm pretty sure. Mm. I, I was know. playing D and D last I'm night. And pretty sure I was a, I was a pirate wizard. <laughs> so I'm not joking. I was a pirate wizard in D and D last night. So. Yeah. I didn't think that was a joke. No, I know you laughed. Well, uh, you fair. didn't. I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, and next exciting is what? What is another thing that could happen that they would show another disaster that she would get a warning of through her allergies? Yeah, maybe I could see car crash. I'm thinking car crash, fire, fire might be too close to. I think fire's too big. How do we want this to pick up just miscellaneous disasters, or do we want it to specifically pick up on disasters that threaten her life? I think it should be to her. To her, since I think that makes sense. But since Betty's close, it's to them. Yeah, but it is always to her by virtue of the fact that they're nearby. Exactly. Yeah. Um. What if? Well, I think this it needs to be specific to them too, so they can be like, "This is a pattern." Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It needs to. We need to kind of follow B storyline. What if they are going to? I don't know what kind. Why you would go to a skyscraper in Denver? Like they're going to like a museum or something on like upper upper floor. Or like a and, concert. And it's like, drop. Or fall, oh. and then they like. I don't. Feel, let's not go on the elevator. Let's take the stairs. It's well, like forty floors. Well, whatever I, you saw, what happened last time? Yeah. And then they get up top, and they hear that the elevator had had the cable snapped. Cool. And they're like, "This stopped us from getting on that elevator. We can like this is a thing." Yep. So the first one says bomb. Bomb or blast or something like that. Rubble, not rubble. That's too much. Maybe we can keep it with the four letter. Yeah, yeah. So bombs. That's, that's that's and that's not that much space on a person's arm. Yeah, and I think it would fill like a little <laughs> yeah. bit of a region. All right, so bomb drop. So we're gonna say that's elevator, and then dark, for the end. What do you mean dark? Well, I'm already blind, so I don't have a concept of that. 
can we not make jokes? This is telling us how we're and then rumble, 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 rumble. Maybe. Yeah. It's 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 something. To th- it's it keeps us in the in the mindset. Yeah. Yeah. Question mark. So they're taking a trip somewhere. They're going. They're going somewhere with an elevator. Maybe they're just doing a cross country trip together. Oh, that's not bad. They are roommates. <clears throat> it's the week before the semester starts. Yeah, and they're just taking like a weird trip down to like yeah. maybe down to Santa Fe or something. Down to Meow Wolf. Kids do that, right? I don't know. I don't know any kids. <laughs> All right. So this this is now road tripish. Just for setting wise. Oh, uh, Al has to drive the entire way. Yeah, I drive the entire way. Well, Suzanne doesn't drive I've anywhere. Been, I've been in that situation. It's fine. Yeah, whatever. It's fine. Okay, so we have our two friends, Al and Betty. They are roommates. They're taking a quick road trip before their sophomore year. Yep. They're and planning on skiing somewhere. Ultimately. Yeah. They're going to do a tour of Colorado. <clears throat> yeah. So they hit up Denver first. Is this I don't, I don't ski. I don't know where people ski. Breckenridge? Sure. Or vale. Aspen? Aspen. Vale? Vale. I don't know what's, I don't know what's bigger. A- Aspen, I think, is more well-known. Are we going to wreck Aspen at the end of this movie? Oh, yeah. yeah. It's cool. So this is Aspen. Apologies to anybody living in that. I don't know anybody who lives in Aspen. Me neither. Maybe. And we won't. No. They make way too much money. Oh, man. Are you kidding? All right. So this is Denver. Where is a place with a big elevator? I'm still thinking Denver. I don't think there are any other big cities in there. All right. So this is the next day. <clears throat> and that's they're why. They're back in town. I don't th- I don't know if road trip necessarily works with us. Like, I, I like the idea that they're. Well, like, they're kind of, a ski trip. They're going, they're they going on a ski trip. Yeah. Okay. They live in Denver. They're going on a yeah. quick ski trip before. Yeah. So the night before the trip, that's where the weird bomb threat in the mall. Sure. They shrug it off. Yeah. They're talking about the ski trip. Yeah. Talking about the upcoming school what year. If most of this takes place at like the ski resort and drop is like they were gonna get on a ski lift and the chair oh, separates. Cool. And they're like, and Betty is like, what? What just happened? And Al goes, See, we were going to be on there. Yeah, my only problem with that is, why would Betty ever go skiing? Why would she go skiing? So maybe they should. Maybe they're going to like hot springs. Oh, that's yeah. It's a. There are probably hot springs and ski resorts in Colorado. Oh, hundred percent. Idaho Springs is very close to here, and it's not. I just think we should do something that's a little bit more friendly for oh, them. Yeah. So let's, yeah. Let's, no, I I agree. I yeah. had the same. I had the exact same question. Why would a blind girl be skiing? I'm assuming that. I'm assuming. I'm making assumptions. I'm gonna look up. I'm sure they can. I just don't know. If... Can blind people dream? Yes. What? That's what Google asked. Don't ask that. Hey, oh, apparently, alpine downhill skiing is one of the rare opportunities available that allows the blind individual to move freely at speed through time and space. Are we doing this as a ski trip? That's what we had originally planned. Sure. It lets okay. us end it on an avalanche, which is always fun. Sure. As long as you're not... Let's kill a blind person scheme. <laughs> we won't know. It's going to cut to black before anything is confirmed. All right. What? What is over here? So this is like on the way to Aspen. Um, so this is a pre-school year trip. Maybe Betty's always wanted to go skiing. That's fine. Oh, that's that's a bummer. Well, no, yeah, like, like the fact that it's like, oh, I'm finally going skiing, and then 
your friend's allergies are like, hey, something's trying to kill you consistently. <laughs> <laughs> For real. You're getting um, final destination. All right, so we still need an inciting thing. I like them. Uh, I'd like to give them a little more just characteristics. Yeah. Just so they're people, but I guess that's not important just yet. So they are doing a quick little trip. I'm liking all that so far. What if Al, what if she's a metalhead? And the reason they're going to this particular resort is because there's going to be a concert and they get a warning that says fire and the pyrotechnics go wrong. Yeah. Love that. And they're like, what do they mean fire? What do they mean fire? Yeah. Uh, we're leaving. Did you sure you turned the oven off? I unplugged everything from the room. The room has nothing plugged into the sockets. Lights are off. Everything's shut down. So this okay. Is a, this is a Red Rocks. And then they go to, ooh. Ooh, yeah, man, we're we're doing the Colorado destruction. Yeah, I think tour. that's cool. Yeah, <laughs> it's just, yeah. yeah, and then they're at a they're at a metal show uh, for Nightshade Table, our <laughs> our in house fake band. Uh, <laughs> uh, my buddy had an idea for a band name called Decade of the Year, and I'm like, that's a good one. Yeah, that's not bad. Pop punk for All right, sure. So Nightshade Table concert. Yeah. And that's when we get the fire one. Yeah. We're also going to need to figure out what this allergy is. I was making jokes about it being peanuts. Well, I think a peanut is a is an easy... Uh, sure. So I think it should be something a little bit different. A little bit, little bit this, less common. And that's when they okay. realize what it is yeah. here. Let's see. I think because if you think about it, like, they don't know what it is here. So it's obviously not a, a very obvious allergy. After the montage, they're going to try a bunch of things. If she's allergic to multiple things... Yeah. My mind is also going to shrimp because they're not they're not very they're not common. You have to generally order them specifically. I think it should be something so irrelevant to their life. Maybe like laundry detergent. Okay. Something like they could have just got a pick up a new brand. No one knows oh. what's happening. Oh, okay. They, and it takes them so long. And that's why they keep eating different things. Unless and, you have a little little comedic bit where they're carrying around this jug of laundry detergent on their ski trip and she's like cradling it on the ski lift. Yeah. It's like yeah, just what's it telling you? I don't know nothing. Uh, shouldn't have got lemon. <laughs> Should have went with lavender. Um, and that way it could be like on her skin. So I was trying to think of something that would give them a topical rash. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Topical. Topical. Is that the name of this? Uh, it's something. Topical. Some. We'll, we'll come. We'll back get to there. It. Okay. So, do you like it being? I like it being laundry detergent. Yeah. It's It's. Outside, I don't like. I do laundry once a week, like, yeah. So I only interact with it once a week. And then maybe this is the first time for some reason <laughs> that Betty does a pair of socks. Yeah. Of Al's. The blind. It's the blind girl's fault that she did the laundry wrong. She no. She no, did the laundry I, no, wrong. I know. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So I like. All right. Laundry detergent. And they find that out here. And they use it here, yeah. and that's when they get fired, but they don't know what that is. Yeah. I'm cool with that. I think when when do at what point do they realize it is the laundry detergent? After I think it's fire. Right before, yeah, right before here. At the end of the montage, I think I think at the end of the montage they should know. And then we don't, they don't get any death warnings after that. They get my, maybe minor stuff. Okay. But I think and so at that point, they're like, we're going to Red Rocks. And I think at that point, I like the visual of them like just holding the jug of laundry detergent. Yeah, like, that's their thing now. Can you open it up? You don't have to do this all the time. I know, but it just makes 
makes me feel more comfortable. And then we have a little philosophical discussion about like, well, if you know if you know it's coming, you don't do anything except avoid it. Like yeah. there's nothing to it besides just there's more to life than getting out of the way. And then we have a little bit of discussion on like, you know, death is oncoming, what you do when you know something is up. Like Yeah. Yeah. You get a little, and they get they get the death. fire before the concert. They decide to just go in. Anyway. They decide to go. Yeah, they're like it's it's out it's an outdoor venue. Yeah, what's the worst that can? Yeah, shoot. <laughs> and then they're like, let's get out of here. Let's yeah. just go do something safe. Yeah, scheme <laughs> with a historical accident record. <laughs> no, you said scheme. I did say scheme because I like the idea of them being covered. I like that idea. Yeah. No, I, yeah. I almost like it dark coming at the point where they feel that they are safe. Mm. You know what I mean? Like there's that moment of calm and they're like, nothing's happened. Maybe, maybe it just hasn't happened in a while. I also like that if they get this message during the daytime and they think that means oh, that something's going to happen at nighttime, yeah. then they get avalanched yeah. in the daytime. Yeah. So I think that's kind of cool too. Okay. Because dark would be like, Dark, what? oh man, okay, we're not going out in nighttime. Why didn't you just say snow? <laughs> it's more specific. <laughs> Oh, oh, oh. Because the the writers have a sense of irony. <laughs> yeah. It's flat irons, flat irony, <laughs> flat irony. <laughs> That's that would be a good name for a production company. Flat irony. Yeah. <laughs> Write that down for something else. Yeah, whatever. We'll register that website. <laughs> That's going to be our comedy troupe name. <laughs> <laughs> come, come, see, come see flat irony. Come see something about it's our flat irony. <laughs> it's our flat irony special. Okay, what else do you think? All right, so we still got to work on a scene for next time. Yeah. We have to work on... I wonder, I wonder if we can't have them interacting with the third character in some manner. Like, I'm, I'm fine with it being very, very, very collected. Insular, yeah. But what, what kind of character do you think we need here? We've gone to the drawing board a few times with, like... Because Meaner Kind of Magic had the pursuit that she wasn't interested in. Um... Trap Fruit had an actual romantic core to it. Mm -hmm. So maybe nothing romantic. No, I don't... They I have don't. a third friend. <clears throat> or maybe maybe so there's a bookstore down in Denver called uh, Kilgore's, Kilgore mm -hmm. Trouts, named after the Vonnegut character. Maybe they're friends with someone who works there, and they're like, hey, have you ever heard of this? I don't know if you're... Are you? A f how do you feel about the trope where they check in with a bookstore person, and they're like, do you have any books on allergies that predict the future? And he's like... As a matter of fact, I do. As a matter of fact, it's, <laughs> right, it's right here. You read the shelf behind you. I was just about to read this. <laughs> or we can just have him be like, "What are you talking about?" I, I so how far, do you feel about that? I think it's it's fine for de depending on the story. Yeah. I really think this. These, you think this can be really I think really condensed? I think if it's just these two and they're like constantly googling things right. and work on things by themselves, I sure. think that's kind of a cool story. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I, I feel that a third character in a in a tiny this is thirty minutes and it seems pretty packed of this what, is pretty what these two what these two girls are doing. So this is pretty this is pretty short as far yeah. as like what we're and I'm I, fine with that. Yeah, I don't really need it. I mean this is starting to feel a little twilight zoning, which I'm okay with. Like, yeah, that's that's cool. That's kind of how we normally go. We yeah. normally go a little bit black mirror. Yeah. Yeah. Um but I think so far I don't I don't see a need for a third person. Cause like Adding the third character is always a good to form that triangle, which sure. gives you a lot of debate, a lot of conversation. I don't see there being any debate on things to do. I don't see there any, being any kind of like fight for anything. Right. They seem pretty together. They know something bad is going to happen to them. And 
I think until we need it, a third character, I, let's, let's try to do it with just two. Sure. Yeah. <clears throat> I like I like this scene a lot, this allergy montage and the Googling thing. I think yeah. that's going to be very clever. I think we got to kind of fill in this gap here, which is if they know that this is happening now, we got to figure out a reason why they're still going to go on this trip. Yeah. So do we want – we should also figure out what the B – plot is well so far the b plot is that maybe they're finally taking betty to go skiing yeah all right well i'm thinking like i mean if what if, if what they, do they return to after the bomb threat what what gets interrupted by the bomb threat that they return to like we haven't we don't know that the plot's interacted with us yet we're going back to what we were doing you know what i mean yeah maybe it's talking about this quick little trip before going yeah. back to college or maybe this is, I think if say if say Betty is going through something, mm -hmm. and Al's being a good friend, and it's like, hey, let's you know what, let's just go do that thing you've always wanted to do. Let's just. How long has Betty been blind? Her whole life. Okay. I only Why? ask because if she's recently blind, and it's like, no, you can do you you are able to do what everybody does. Let's go skiing. You like to ski. Okay. And she's like. I don't know if I can. You absolutely can. Like, yeah. And we have we have a little bit of accessibility conversation there, and like we can have a little. Like, if we want to do a, not a shopping montage, we can do a shopping montage where they buy ski gear. So, like, what's something you always wanted to do? Well, I wanted to ski, but I can't do that now. You can do that now. Let's and, do it, and we will do it. Sure. Now, is there an inciting incident that causes them to do this before school? Before school would be in August. And you can't ski in August, as far as I'm aware. Is that true? I don't think so. I don't think there's enough snow up there. Really? In August, after it's been 90 degrees for three months? Even on the mountains? Okay, so maybe this is a... Uh... What are they coming back from, like, winter vacation, winter break? Yeah, okay. Christmas break. Yeah, and there's... Sure. Maybe she's got problems at home. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a relief for her to be back at school. Her parents just divorced. Oh, all right. Yeah. And they didn't like, she had to kind of split up time and whatever. It was, That's and annoying. it was not an amicable one. No. And Al's parents have been divorced because. Mark's making a pretty good point. What's would, that? Would Betty have a service dog? Ooh. We could have a service dog in here. There you go. That's your third yeah. character. Yeah. And you've always wanted to work with animals. I do. Yeah. Dogs are fine. Cats Dogs are fine. Is your cat around here is somewhere? Is, I don't know. Locked in, locked in a room? No, it's not locked in. Okay. Whatever. <laughs> it works. All right, so a ser service animal. Service animal. Do we want it to be a dog, or do we want it to be something kind of service parrot? <laughs> so when I worked at Chipotle back in Michigan, we had a fellow come in who had um, balance problems. He had mm -hmm. had uh, ear surgery or something that had messed up his balance. So he would come in with a service cat on his shoulder, and the cat would act as a gyroscope for him and help him keep his balance. Oh. Yeah. Like, he came in <laughs> one day, the first day I ever saw him, I'm like, Hey Karen, is that is that cool? And she goes, Yeah, he's in here all the time. It's a, oh, cool. it, it balances him. And I mean, he would move and the cat would like Yeah. Oh cool. It was yeah. So I think we would need to do some research to make sure we're not Yeah. Know, I don't want the joke to be no. that she's blind or that no. oh they have a service thing. Oh um, look at that service pig. Isn't yeah. that funny? But yeah, now that you brought fact. that up, like she would have brought the service animal with her on all these things. All of this. So this this one is okay. This one's okay. We're gonna do a concert. Can you bring a dog? Yeah, I guess so. Service dog, yes. Yeah. Okay. It, it, I mean, obviously, 
the dogs are trained to be in high pressure public situations. Yeah, okay. that's their entire that's their entire deal. From but would you bring a dog skiing? I I think the skiing thing we might have to rework. I uh, do like it. Maybe could she leave the dog at home? Is that something she she could leave it at the lodge? At the lodge. I don't know anything about service animals. I don't know anything about skiing. You just go down. It's mostly it's down. just gravity. It's you, just gravity. You put a stick on your foot and you let gravity do yeah. the work. Some waxed up sticks and you just go. Wax. No, I know. I thought the snow did it. That's why ice ice is slippery, right? Snow's like that. Snow's like ice? I think. Maybe. We'll, snow is just floating. We'll find ice. out in researching this. Huh. Okay, so now we have a service we, animal. I'm not we don't I'm not attached to it, but I really like the idea of it ending on an avalanche. Yeah, I'm cool with that. <clears throat> I like a service animal. Um I like a. I mean, I like a cat. I don't know if that's a service cat. I'm gonna look that up. I mean, I definitely. I think it's interesting if it's a real cats thing. cannot be recognized as service See, animals. See, why dogs are the only animals allowed to be considered service animals? So it's gotta be a dog. Cats can be beneficial companions and registered as emotional support animals. But okay. We're not going for emotional support animal. No, we're doing service dog. Service dog. All right, it's a dog. Yeah, it's a dog. Cool. I'm fine with that. Okay, dog. dog. German Shepherd. No. No? No. Black Lab. All right. I'm feeling more of a funnier dog, but... Oh. Uh. Cat. But she just calls it a cat dog. dog. Okay. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to... And it's named, like... It's named Zep, because it's after Zip, Led Zeppelin's song, Black Dog. Sure. I don't know. Uh who who's in Led Zeppelin? I'm betraying my musical roots here. A dog named Zepp. A dog named Zepp. Yeah, that's fine. It's John Bonham, the Black Lab. No. Yeah. No, no I, I believe that's who sang it. But oh, I, we're gonna name a dog John Bonham. Why not? People well, name their dogs dumber stuff. Well, I'm sure, but I like Zepp. Zepp works. Right. I, I'm I'm not attached to the name of the dog. How do you find John Bonham? <laughs> I don't know how to spell that. You got it. Except oh, cool. there's no H and John. I don't know. I think there might be. I hate you. Okay, so we have our two characters plus their dog are taking a little trip before going back to school mm -hmm. for the holidays. And Al is trying to cheer up Betty because her parents recently divorced. Holiday break. Ugh. Over over like Christmas, New Year's. Yep. Man. Betty's parents break up. I was just trying to cheer. Yeah. And that's part of the Nightshade Table concert. It's like, hey, semester starting. Got your favorite band tickets. We got your favorite band tickets. We're gonna go on we're gonna go to the concert. We're gonna go to ski. We're gonna go do some hot springs. And then you have to deal with Professor Florpenstein. <laughs> I don't know. Classic scientist. In <laughs> uh, his in his mad science. Doctor Florpenstein. Mad science two hundred two two hundred one reanimation. Yeah, that's a different idea. We'll get there. What um what scene do you think we should work on for next time? For next time? Well, for next week. Yeah, I don't want to script out a montage. No, I think the allergy reveal or this first one. Yeah. I don't think anything over here. Does it now? Does it only reveal death-related stuff, or is it like 
like if they if they want to do a small scale test, would they be able to do it, or would it only be like? I think it'd be fatal to Al. Fatal to Al. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I think that's one of the only rules we should. Yeah. Give it. Sure. Because I don't see why, if, if if it is giving her messages, why it would give her lackluster messages yeah. or like, don't drink milk, you're lactose intolerant. Blue. <laughs> yeah. Like, you're sad. And then a blue car drives by. Oh, yeah, that's, that's annoying. So I think it should be something that they're going to perceive as life-threatening. Yeah. I think it makes more sense. So I would say the scene probably... And it should be relatively related to the cause of death. We have bomb yeah. drop fire. Dark, Dark does... Dark... Dark doesn't necessarily work as a word, but that's why there's a question mark there. Yeah. But I do like this one being a something that they're not going to understand. Yeah. And it's take a little it too vague. Yeah, it's a little, I'm yeah. dark. I, <clears> no, I like that works. it's vague because... Because bomb is very specific. Drop is not. Fire is moderately specific. Yeah. Dark is not. So I guess it's, that's full spectrum. Should this just be boom? That's it. Yeah, I like bomb. Boom's not bad. Boom. Oh, I was thinking blast, but I like that it's always four. Yeah, I like, I like the four letters because that just seems easy to stick with. All right, so boom, drop, fire, dark. That's fine. Um, maybe a heat? No. <clears throat> okay. Heat's not bad. Cold? Now, I, I feel like that would stop them entirely from like going on the trip. Yeah, I like dark. Yeah. I think because yeah. say they get like, say they're in a cabin and it just goes over them or something. That'd be weird. Yeah. Um, all right, so I think, do you like either one of these scenes better? I would, I, I wouldn't feel, mind. I feel the more talky scenes are going to be these. Yes. Things. Uh, I like the allergy reveal, but what is the reveal specifically? Is it the elevator drop? So the elevator drop happens. No, at the, the end reveal of the is that it's, that it's longitude. Well, right. But what, what is the test that proves it to them? What is, what is the thing that what is the catalyst for their oh, knowledge? Oh yeah, good question. Where it's like drop, and then the elevator falls or something. And they're like, "This is too specific." Do you think that they would need to put Al in danger to test it? Oh, that's not a bad idea. I don't know what that danger would be like. Just have like a gun to her or something, or like, okay, you get in the bathtub, I'll hold this toaster here. Because <laughs> it because it would need to it would need to be something that. Whatever force it is would yeah. think that it's fatal. Yeah. So we would need to put Al in a situation where. Well, we have intentional. Danger. Okay, maybe she is allergic to something deathly. Okay. And that's why they know, like, hey, if you eat this thing, I'm, I'm spitballing here. Yeah, sure. But let's just say that she has an allergy that would kill her. And that way they know that that is a way she'll die. What if she is allergic to peanuts? Yeah, cool. And she and they have like a bag of peanuts on the table, and they do the laundry detergent, and it says dust, like peanut dust. Yeah. And she goes, "I'm allergic enough to peanuts that that is too close to me." Yeah. And then they're like, "I think we have a connection here. I think yeah. this is something." And I feel like that. There needs to be a review. We need to we need to find a way to put her in peril yeah. so that the they can force the the power to to come on. So I when, think when is it, it's at the time that the allergy takes hold that the warning shows that the warning is set. Yeah. Okay. She buys the detergent on the shopping trip, and so, that's why it triggers for the bomb threat. 
for some reason before the shopping trip, Betty washed Al's clothes okay. in a different detergent. <clears throat> okay. And that's like maybe the she first She brought it thing. from home. And that's why they have no idea what it is. Sure. Like, you're looking okay. at peanuts and jelly. Like, I don't think so. So okay. I like that. Yeah. Let's see. So also peanut allergy. Yeah. A really bad one. I have no, I, I've known multiple people who have had potentially fatal peanut allergies. I thought it said bap. Yeah, no, what does that mean? <laughs> She's got a bap peanut Just a allergy. Bap peanut allergy. It's real bad. Whatever. Okay. Do we want to do another intro? We are at about 3.30. Yeah, go for it. All right. Hello, everybody. If you're just tuning in, this is Talking Upstream. I am Dylan. This is Zach at the Whiteboard. We are some nobodies. That is our media group. I suppose media group. Yeah, media group. That's what we're describing it as. Yeah. <laughs> we make a lot of stuff. And Talking Upstream is our effort to turn vague, single-line ideas into pitchable, developable ideas and concepts, uh, ideally scripted out, A, B, C, uh, and then with any luck, we can turn these into something that we can sell to people. Yeah, and just want to throw a quick shout out to IBM TV just for having us on here. We really appreciate it and letting us talk out our ideas yeah. and hopefully helping us get them pushed out. So yeah. IBM TV, thank you guys very much. <clears throat> um, all right, you want to recap? Yeah, so today the idea we're developing was presented as rash equals braille. The idea Zach brought was that someone has an allergy, they notice, or someone notices somehow that the allergy is a portent, is a is a call ahead to a disastrous event, and they avoid it. And then, <clears throat> as the kind of decided this was going to be a short film of some sort, mm -hmm. as this goes on, they test it, uh, they see they have another exposure to the allergy, and it reveals that drop is going to be the cause of death for the allergy haver, um, Al, and then an elevator falls nearby, and they're like, oh, that was weird. Let's test this out. They find out that it is the reaction she has to her roommate's new laundry detergent. So they test out a few things. They, they haven't figured it out yet, but they do a lethality test of some sort where mm -hmm. they're like, they test it. They're like, oh, you're really allergic to peanuts. Let's see what happens. And then it spells out like dust or something. Yeah. Um, they are on the cusp of doing like a big ski trip and stuff, so they are figuring out how to fig do all this. They go to a concert. She gets another allergic reaction that says fire or heat, and then the pyrotechnics for the metal band they're going to go see uh, explode or otherwise catch everything on fire, and bad things happen. They continue onward to the ski trip they had. She gets one more allergic reaction that says dark, and then the movie ends with an avalanche covering them and the screen cuts to black. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I'm really liking where this is going. Yeah. I like doing a, a very tight thing because it makes all of these things happen so much faster. It makes, and it makes everything important. Yeah. There's I not agree. really any room to throw stuff away. So we have to really exercise like efficiency. Yeah. Now, if this is the peanut dust slash, detergent allergy reveal yeah. is this the scene that you think we you would I like think to so. script the out tail end, the tail end of the montage and then um the ensuing discussion about like well what do we do with this what do we do about this yeah and then a little bit of discussion about like well i don't want to live my entire life looking for it to end like looking at the end yeah well but no but you can avoid it and live longer 
but then eventually just turns into me just pushing that line back. Now, is this kind of like a callback to a conversation that they had earlier, just reversed? I think so. Because I it, think... you could easily see this being a conversation that Al's having with Betty. Like, you can't just let something determine how yeah. you live. You've yeah. got to go. So I can see that being a quick summation yeah, circle. Actually, I, re- I really like that, actually. Yeah, like where, that where it's now, is Betty telling Al to stop obsessing about it? Mm-hmm. Okay. Like yeah. You can't just live your life based on what this is. We have to go do stuff. Yeah, yeah. you can't. You can't spend your entire time just waiting for things to be over. And to prove it, I'll go skiing with you. Yeah, yeah. that's what I want to do. And that's that's what I want to do. You said you wanted yeah. to make me feel better. Let's go skiing. Yep. Let's use your pass. I'm scared. Let's done just it do it anyway. I like that. Cool. It's like, well, can you? Yeah, blind people ski all the time. And then we prove it, that, that we did our research. And this yeah. isn't just us making stuff up. <laughs> we show that we have we have uh, uh, credit. Clout? Clout. Yeah. Yeah. Credit. I don't. Yeah, you have, you have credit GameStop. I do. Yeah, probably. So you bought a Skyrim back. You have fourteen dollars. Uh, I have like six copies of Skyrim. I'm never <laughs> taking that game back. <laughs> okay, what else are we working on here? I Sur- think service animal. I think that could be cool because like maybe I'm allergic to your dog. But oh no, yeah, if they live together, yeah. that would be going away. Um, and Betty, you'll have this moment where it's like. Well, then you need to find a new roommate. Yeah, I mean, this is not this is not negotiable. Lord, Jones, I don't want to get rid of your yeah. dog. Look, it's not a question. John Bond's here forever. You got to go. All right, that's, that's funny. Um, <laughs> she refers to him exclusively as John Bonham. Yeah, John Bonham, and insists, "Oh, hi, John, John Bonham." Unless he's in trouble, then it's Jonathan Bonathan. Jonathan Bonathan. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm stuck on. Having like a like a like a single scene third character just to show their life exists outside of this roommate dynamic. Maybe Betty has like a boyfriend who's like, "Hi, John Bonham." And it's like you, you have to refer to it as a full name. Well, that's his name. I like show up briefly to show that these these two have people who will miss them afterwards. And sure. I know that we're we're showing Betty has parents. Yeah, but maybe show that Al has someone she cares about, and that's yeah. why she's so worried about these death warnings. Okay. So Al's got like a girlfriend or something? Could be. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know what that scene would tell us. Maybe, like, maybe they show up just in the first scene. And they come in for the concert? Yeah. They're like there again? Yeah. And they die in the concert. No. They wouldn't go on a scheme. Yeah, I know. They wouldn't do that. Yeah, yeah. That, kind, that sort of thing kind of puts your yeah, you plans on pause. Yeah, you're like, that's yeah, so. okay, Well, cool. I mean... Jerry died. I know your fiance just died, but let's go to these house breaks. I have I have a pass. <laughs> we have a reservation. You think lift pass are cheap? <laughs> Listen. They're not. My parents got divorced. Your fiance died. It'll cheer both of us up. We're on boats. <laughs> we're on different boats here. Um, okay. Just because we're on different boats doesn't mean it's not the same river. <laughs> sure. And the tide rises, we all go up. <laughs> so we got so we got our scene, which is the detergent allergy reveal. We got a rough storyline here. I think we could probably push this up to forty-five minutes. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. If we really, if we really unwind and have some actual like strong conversations, yeah, hit some real like deep points about what this might mean, have them theorize about what's causing this because this mean, is there, weird. There could be a conversation here of like, and Betty's like, "Hey, do you want to bring your partner? Because this is going down." It's like, no, 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 I'm I'm spending time with you. This is for you. They're coming. They're coming to the concert. But the ski trip is you and I. Yeah. I like that. That's a roommate trip. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> what else do you think? What else do we need here? I want 
I think we need some scenes in between the mail, uh, the mail, yeah. bomb, the mall oh, and true. the elevator. Yeah. So this is going to be their getting ready. Well, we got to have the conversation about what happened here. Yeah. So this is while they're in the mall. Mm -hmm. So we have exposition conversation in the, in, in the pretty beginning. And that's when they go to eat. And they got to eat something that could have had peanuts in it. Yeah. Um, they leave the bomb threat. And then they go back to their apartment. Do they go to the? Uh, they go to their apartment after they survive, survive that sort of thing. Yeah, because they don't know. It's just like, oh man, it's crazy. They, they go to their apartment. They have a bottle of wine. Yeah. They put on, uh, what's what's big nowadays? Broad City. TV show. It's a good show. It, I'm yeah. All right, sure. They put on Broad City. I don't know. I, I'm thinking of what people watch to de-stress nowadays. Yeah. That's the first thing that came to mind. I watched the show alone. I don't know it. Yeah, you should watch it. Okay. It's about people living alone in the wilderness for as long as possible. Mm. It lasts about 60 days. Then they start dying. 60? Six zero. Yeah. Oh, wow. All right. And it moves to 86. Longer than what that dude, who's that dude with the van? Bill? McCandless? I don't know who that one. Bill. <laughs> who's Bill? There's a guy that lives over there. His name's Billy's got a van. Really? Yeah. Huh. All He's right. fine. Good for him. Yeah. A lot of our friends, a lot of people, a lot of my, I've had friends who lived in vans for all. Caden did. Yeah. It's good living. I don't think he minds me outing him on that. Well, just don't say his last name. You want to, though. Caden oh. Braden. <laughs> Braden Caden. Now they'll never know. <laughs> Wait, so they live in a van? Is that what you want to no. say? Oh, okay. No. <laughs> that, was all, that, was all, that was all comedy I mean, for filler. Could. A little comedic filler. Oh, good. Um, I mean... Well, we, we, do need, we do need this. Which you're right. We actually need a little bit of... Montage is kind of cool. I guess so. All right. So, if this is a half an hour, yeah, that means each one of these is roughly every seven minutes. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, then to get from here to here. Actually, that's, yeah, you're right. That's not a lot of time. That's not a lot of time. So, I think we pushed this. That to, scene we did was six minutes long. I and I, I abridged that for the sake of this program. I know you cut all those curses out. I that, appreciate that. That, too. Oh. You can find a full language God, version of that. So on many. It, was, it was originally 15 pages. To sheer curse. I watched Uncut Gems recently and that got like what fourth place for the F bombs dropped. Man, which is deserved. It's yeah. very good. I'm gonna beat them. <laughs> With the word F bomb, not even like the actual yep. word. The most occurrences of the F bomb. F bomb, F bomb. Um so this is going back to your apartment. This is having a bottle of wine. This is talking about Decompressing. Talking, talking about, I think that's talking more about their individual situations. Yeah. So that you know, it's like we had this weird thing happen at the mall, but we're still talking about the fact that your parents are divorcing. Yeah. And the fact that I, what was, what was Al's problem? She lives in a van. No, no. Her, her parents are also broke up, but she's. Well, yeah, but her parents, I, I imagine her parents have been divorced. She's forever. in like a relationship that's fine. And now she has this allergy problem. It's run its course, but I'm comfortable. It's fine. Yeah. It's comfy. And it's like, Al, do you really want to be with someone you, you describe your relationship as fine? Betty, we're talking about you right now. <coughs> We'll talk about me later. Uh, we've been talking about you for a long time. And I'm tired of it. I'm okay with it. I'm sick of it. I feel like you need it. You would feel that way. <laughs> Can I have more wine? I just... All right. <laughs> so, expo talking. I just really don't want to talk about mom and dad. What gets them to, what gets them to the elevator? If they're in Denver. Yeah, what, what elevator is in Denver? I'm sure there are a lot of them. Yeah. Is it their apartment building? Do they live on like the tenth floor? Their apartment elevator drops. Yeah. All right. Cool. So that's the next morning. 
It could. Oh, it, yeah. Let's make the time frame real quick on. This. Yeah, it, it's gonna be fast. Like I think that this day, 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 this is day, three or four, four days. days. Yeah, four days. <clears throat> this is the this is the long week. This is. Do we want to make this the first week of school, and this is like Labor Day weekend? They have Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday off. When is that? First week of September. Can Can you go skiing then? Didn't you say that to me earlier? You can't okay. go skiing in August. Can't go. But well, you can go skiing in September. There's something about white on Labor Day, so That's maybe close. maybe snow's not good. No, so you can't wear white shoes after Labor Day. Places to ski in the United States this Labor Day weekend from August 2018. There are places in Oregon yeah. and Colorado, yeah, and Virginia. Okay, they only list. So it's going to go back to being the beginning of school when you think it's better. Fine. Oh, <laughs> you're right. No, no, you're right. That's fine. I beginning of school makes more sense anyway. I, you know, I think the fact that I went back to that so naturally is probably a good sign that, yeah, this should be in, like, August, September. So, first day, this is... St. Mary's Glacier near Idaho Springs. Idaho Springs is not too far. Yeah. So, this is the this is the weekend before their first day of their sophomore year. <laughs> okay. Sure. Mark has recommend Mark recommended Jimmy Page as the dog's name, but I really like a dog named John Bonham. Yeah, Jonathan Bonham. Jonathan Bonham. <laughs> who, who peed on the carpet again? Bonham. <laughs> she's she keeps pet naming him like more and more reducing. Yeah. It. Um, okay, so the next morning, that's not nice, but morning at all. Morning, morning. Okay, next morning is the elevator drop in the apartment complex. That's crazy. <clears throat> okay, and then we have... After that, after the drop, that's when they go on to, we need to figure this out. Yeah. Let's figure out this allergy. <coughs> that's close enough, and then we do the allergy. Montage. And then just, maybe it's just Betty just rubbing things all over her and shoving things in her mouth. I, I'm imagining the shot. It is a table, head on Allison, and you see Betty's hand like put something down, and then Al is like, <laughs> I feel a little bit of comedic. Yeah, I, I got you, I got She you. doesn't quite put it centered. I, I get yeah. it. I get and it. Al is just like, this just gives me hives. Rubs on like her gums or something. Yeah, just starts just tearing. As it progresses on, her eyes get more watery. Yeah. And like, and maybe our face gets a little puffy in one. Like you got a rash? Like, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got my feet itch now. Oh. All right. So then we got the then we got the montage she's to like, the. Hold on, I got a, I got a change, and she goes and like puts on like a pullover hoodie or something. And she's just like, "What is the smell?" I'm sorry, I'm not, I don't know. I can't smell anything. Yeah. Oh, because she like maybe I, I maybe, can't get maybe one of the things makes you like onto her clothes, Aww. and then Betty's like, "I got, hey, just put the sweatshirt on." Yeah. And then she puts it on. And she's like. What's the smell? Oh, what? Oh, what is this? And that's when it shows up. It's like, oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. that's good. Yeah. So that's so I like that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> I Man. Like, I like puke being a crook. This is miserable. No, these girls are they're not having a good time. Not having days. a good time, but hey. And then we have. Predicting your death is. It's like, look, we just have our concert tonight. We're not going to eat anything. We're not going to drink anything. <laughs> Let's just enjoy this concert. And. You, you love Nightshade Table. I don't need you to tell me who I like. But yeah. Yes, I do. And then they go, oh, well, maybe we should just... And then it cuts to them in the car, and she's got the t detergent on her lap. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, what's this say? What's this say? I got it. I got it. 
fire. Heat. Heat. I, I kind of like heat. Yeah, it's better. And it's like, so what? Do we we stay away from the lights? I say we, I say they kind of get this one. They what? They kind of get this one. They yeah. kind of know. They're like, like, well, we stay in the back. We or stay something? in the back. I say we stay in the back. Yeah, and if anything goes well on. From there. Yeah, and then something awful happens on stage, and they're they're first out the doors. Gotta go. Yeah. Oh, I gotta go. But it does seem weird that they would still go on this trip, though. They're like, they have a discussion between those two, where it's yeah. like, are we? I've been thinking about what you're saying, and I don't think we need to let this keep us from doing things. We take the we take the detergent with me. Yeah, we'll just and we just we'll be safe. We keep we keep it in mind, cool. but we don't let this stop us from yeah. living. We don't let the threat of death keep us from living. So Thesis this, statement of the movie. So this is Betty's. Speech. And then it kills them. And then they die. Yeah. Maybe. It cuts to black with their situation being left ambiguous. So this is Betty's speech right here. Yeah. Big talking moment. Yeah. Big talking moment. She's a goblin? What? Got like no, it's a speech ear. bubble. What's oh! Like, <laughs> is that a one-eared goblin? With, I, I, I thought it was perspective. It looks like a goblin, kind of. I guess I can see it now. It's got little sharp teeth. And well, now it's like eyes. drawing a goblin. No. All right. Okay, so we got our scene. Her dog's name is Goblin. It's not a bad name. John Goblinthum. Ah, <laughs> no. I'm gonna next when I. What's your cat's name? Does it have a name? Yeah, Gypsy. Oh, it's my daughter's cat. It's not my cat. name. Why? Nah, I don't know. It's a dumb name. It's not bad. For short. Is she gonna watch this? Is she gonna hear you call it a dumb name? I tore it to her face. Oh, okay. She's probably watching right now. It's not terrible. She watching right now. <laughs> uh, we have two watching now. One of them is probably Mark. Hi, Mark. And probably my daughter. Uh, I can't. Or my parents. Yeah. <laughs> Goblins are not a bad name oh, for a cat. Yeah, I like goblin. Leave leave your cat names in the comments. Yeah, please. I'll like every one of them. All right, so we're going with your goblin or Jimmy Page for for a cat. Or just names of animals for oh, a cat. Oh, okay. If I no my my if I when I get a cat next, it's going to be named Scrunge. Scrunge. Yeah. What's that? It's a half sponge, half grunge. No, a scrungy cat. It's like a cat. It's always like. Is scrunge a word that you think you made up? I did not make it up. It's People a... have used scrunge to describe cats for a long time. Oh, yeah? Yeah, scrungy. So you're going to go out looking for a weird-looking cat on Why purpose? Not? They need to be adopted, too. I'm not going to go out and look for them. I'm going to go to a shelter. You're... So any cat you get is named scrunge, no matter Probably. what it looks like. Probably. They, they tend to fit. Does it have, like, a full name? Jonathan Scrunge Diesel? That's not bad. <laughs> uh, scrunger Taker. Scrunge Taker. <laughs> you can call me Jim. All right, what else do we want to work on here? We got a good amount. We do. This is a pretty well well done one. Yeah. Scrunge. Semi-liquid substance. A scruffy and impoverished individual. Okay. So wait, you're gonna you're just gonna impoverish your own cat just to keep its name? It's a cat. They have no concept of property. That's true. They take what they want. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the pictures. I'll show you the pictures after the show. It's, <laughs> it's cats doing this. Oh, geez. It's great. They're great. Uh, Google scrunch, I guess. That sounds bad to yeah. say. No, it's cute. All right, what else are we working on here? All right, back to the show. Yeah, we got we got to figure this out. Tour. I think um, we're I think we're pretty close. Um, we got Betty speech over here. I think that's like the big push to get to here. Big, yeah. And the and second she, they get there, that's when it just goes bad. That's when it goes that's cool. bad, and that's done. Uh, exhibition talk. I think that's cool. They're at the mall. I'm just gonna do a quick run through yeah. for both for the folks at home and for us to just solidify the concept in our mind. Mm -hmm. They're at the mall. They're talking about how they are going to plan something for Betty to feel better 
because it's after summer and her parents split up. They are at the mall. She has got an allergic reaction to something. Somehow Betty reaches over and like pats her on the arm and is like, boom. You get what did you what happens? And then it's like, what do you mean? And then for some reason they leave before the thing happens. And they're like, oh, that was weird. We just survived a near de near death experience. Let's go home, have some wine, watch the TV. They do that. They talk a little bit about their individual situations. Betty's parents are split up. Al tries to help her. Al is in a blue relationship. Um, they the next morning they are going to buy stuff. Do they drop the idea of the ski trip then? I think they've had this plan. Okay, we're gonna we we talked about you know our shopping got thrown off today. We're gonna go finish our shopping tomorrow morning. Yeah. Um, they because they are just like passing back and forth and stuff. She gets another rash, and that morning it's like, hey. Betty somehow like you know grabs her arm to walk her and she goes drop. What does that mean? Does it does the elevator drop immediately then? Pretty soon. Pretty much. Yeah. Like as they're waiting for it, they hear like a grinding noise and then it stops. Maybe they get waylaid. Maybe they just decide to not take the elevator just because of that. Yeah. Like, drop. And, I don't know. Yeah. We got boom yesterday. They do they immediately draw the con connection there? Like we got boom yesterday and there was that. Yeah, I think I don't I think really want to take the elevator today. I think they're just skeptical. Maybe John Bonham is a little up. He's like, oh, he's a little whiny. Yeah. All right, we'll walk. Cool. Let's just walk. Cool. Uh, so that happens. John Bonham steps like, anyway. They don't finish shopping after yeah. that. They're yeah, like, they no, we got. This is weird. Yeah. We get we get an allergy montage. Uh, what are you allergic to? I used to be allergic. I'm allergic to peanuts. Like, like really, definitely like, allergic to death, peanuts. I don't know if we can test that. I'm also allergic to. Yeah. That little little comedy montage of them doing that. Um, and then finally it ends with her swapping shirts. And then she's like, what? Is it, am I allergic to you? I yeah. don't know. I just got a new detergent. I mean, I could be. What does this say? It doesn't say anything. It, no, it should say something to confirm. Yeah, it's got to say something. And I, I like that, like, maybe it just says dust because that, that bag of dust peanuts and there's is right a there. peanut. And sure. she's like, I, you know, I got peanut dust in my nose when I was a kid and I had to be taken to the emergency room. Okay. Mm -hmm. Here we are. They have a minor talk about, you know, they have a minor talk about, well, if you knew death was coming, would you try to sidestep it? Well, yes, to a point, but at a certain point, not living is the same as letting it control you. Uh, they're like, all right, so we're going to this concert. I guess we're going to, yeah, we're going to, we're going to this concert. Let's do it. Go to the concert. Uh, we have a little shot of them with the detergent. It's like, mm -hmm. all right. Before we go in, let's try it out. And they get that weird, that weird conversation at the front of the concert, like, "Hey, you can't bring this stuff in here." Like, "No, no, it's not liquor; it's laundry detergent." I, you can't bring laundry detergent into a concert. Like, sure, you can. Yeah, there's nothing in, there's, there's nothing in the rules that says I can't. It's like, well, I guess, opens up and smells it. I don't. All right, if you lemon. don't do anything with that, <laughs> you know, lemon. Uh, she while they're in there, it says heat, and it's like. Nightshade Cable does a lot of pyrotechnics. Like, let's hang out in the back. Mm -hmm. And then it goes badly. Yeah. Um, they're like, uh, oh. and they have a more in-depth conversation about, you know, this is big. Like, we could really potentially help people with this, but like we can't let it control what we do. We can't let it stop us from being alive just because we're afraid of it. Uh, and they're like, right. Are we going skiing tomorrow? We are, but we're being careful. Mm -hmm. We're being real careful. They go. We'll leave John Bonham. I want to take him with me. He's my service dog. Yeah. He's coming with us. All right, fine. 
He doesn't have to come skiing. Yeah. But or unless they take him on the lift, I, I think you can probably get a dog to go. We'll do a little bit of research. On we'll do this. a little bit of research on this. The the plan right now is for John Bonham to be chilling out in the in the sauna with the ladies. Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah, doing yeah. the Led Zeppelin thing. That's cool. Oh no, he's not doing the Led Zeppelin no. thing. No, I don't know what that means. But he's I don't burning like it. down a what David Bowie's house okay. with magic. I don't know what they you're used to get, about. They used to get into magic fights. John Bonham and David Bowie used to get into magic fights. Yeah, for real. Well, I don't know. If that's for real. I mean, no, but they would. They the would really believe real. that it that it was real. <laughs> okay. They would believe that it was. I'm anyway. sure that I'm sure David Bowie believed a lot of things. We'll do a, We'll do a. We'll do a magic. Bo they already did magic Bowie in a labyrinth, and he's dead. <sighs> also, too bad. Rest in peace, David Bowie. I and think that's pretty much it. That's kind of it. And then they go up on the slope, and it's like dark. Well, I guess we got to do our run before night. Yeah. Oh no, they they do that before they go on the ski lift. Yeah. Like dark. So we do it before we go up. We yeah. don't ski at night. We're safe. Well, all right. And then avalanche. <laughs> thump. <laughs> cut the black. Yeah, cut the black. Ugh. I like it. Yeah. That's cool. Um, what do you think the poster should look like? I think should be a rash. That's kind of gross. Someone a, a a woman from the back with her like shoulder down, like a shirt down over her shoulder, maybe. Mm -hmm. And Whatever the title of this is, in dots, not braille. We couldn't. We, we could do a braille poster if we physically produce it. Oh yeah, I'll yeah, make one. That'd be neat. I'll make a couple of those. Yeah, um, but it's, said... it's it's whatever the title spelled out in braille. Oh, cool. I like that. Um, we did say topical earlier. We did, which That's I think is not. It doesn't really more fit. More than four letters. What about? Not true. It's I don't know what. I don't it's know. A four letter thing. I don't know. That might because, be too short. Because as I said, topical, the word atopic popped into my head, which is... I don't know atopic. I don't think. Is that like a surface Isn't it like something that's on your surface? Okay. Like, a, like a atopic? Atopic cream? isn't bad. That's a pretty good one. Yeah. It, it's at least... I like it's at least tight unique. words. Yeah. It's unique. And if, as we've learned from the podcast Google podcast... Google atopic real fast. As we've learned from the podcast podcast, you want it to be uh, easily Googleable. Yeah. Atopic. If, if you guys don't know, we have a show called... A podcast podcast the podcast show where we review as many bad podcasts as we could find the problem is that we thought the name was clever and it turns out impossible to look for it is a clever name but you have to do some real like tight google searching yeah. to find it or just have your friends share it like you should share all of this on your own social media network <laughs> that's true Please anyway share it. a topic i'm getting a lot of dermatitis and eczema results. oh is that close Denoting a form of allergy in which a hypersensitivity reaction such as dermatitis or asthma may occur in a part of the body not in contact with the allergen. I oh. think it works. I still think it works. I like it. I like the name. All right, so <coughs> we're, we're going to stick with atopic. Yeah, atopic. That's a good name. Yeah. And we are just about out of time on this one. All right. Oh, cool. Yeah. All right. Do you want to start yeah. wrapping things hey, up? We appreciate, we appreciate you watching this. We appreciate IBM TV giving us a platform for those. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We appreciate anybody going to listen to our shows. You can find everything we do at www.somenobodies.com. That includes our uh, comedy podcast, Silicon Angels, which wrapped its first season. Mm -hmm. Includes a podcast podcast, a podcast show where we review podcasts. You can find links to this show every episode on our website. We are discussing Lovecraft Country, the HBO adaptation of the novel. Um, I think that's all we're doing right now. That's we have other stuff in the books. Yeah, uh, these five things these that we've five been ideas on here. developed, some um, of which are actually coming along. Yeah, and if you want to help us out and make these things get bigger and bigger, we also have a Patreon page. Uh, we would like to say a couple quick thank yous to 
uh, Scott Curtis to you get to say it this time. What's her first name? Sarah. And how do you spell her last name so I can remember it? I say it to trash kick, but it is spelled T K A C Z Y K. Tachevik. There's a V. Touch what? <sighs> Sorry. Tachevik. Maybe. And who else? And Tana Shosh. Excellent. Thank you guys very much. We do appreciate it. Patreon.com backslash some nobodies. You can go to some nobodies.com for everything that we're doing. Once again, IBM TV, we could not thank you enough. Thank you. Thank and you, we thank appreciate you. Jared Gleason for writing the opening and closing theme song. It is Quantum Realm and it is used with permission. Yep. And that's it. That's it. And see you guys thanks, next week. Everybody. Thank you. Thank you.